the head of Big Ben, all the way back to the two, to the one, and the Browns have it in the end zone, and they dive on the ball and recover it for a touchdown! Not a bad start. It's a gleam, man. It's a gleam. Anyways, it's the same old Browns. You, it's not the same old Browns. This is different. Hey everyone, welcome in. This is not the same old Browns podcast presented by the OBR. I am Andy Lytle. Stephen Thomas here alongside. Yes, sir. My man, my man, my rock. You have become my rock, man. I don't know what I'd do without you. you, you your life you, is sad if I'm your rock. It you is. That. Well, yeah. you, ta- you talk me off the ledge all the time. You, 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 you. <laughs> I tried to nail the window shut, but you keep opening it back up. <laughs> I, try. I try, man. Well, th- this is this portion of this episode is actually uh, podcast exclusive. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and whatever your po- favorite podcast platform are, um, lately I, I, I'm sure you podcast listeners have noticed the last three or four episodes they've been recordings of live episodes that we've been doing on youtube and now with the obr twitch launch uh which we launched on the 26th so we've been just kind of i've been taking that audio from those and use them as a for the podcast platforms um so i kind of felt bad because when i'm when we're live streaming the show you know we have 50 70 dare i say up to 100 viewers at times so it's kind of hard to not pay attention to them and 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 recognize you awesome podcast listeners that have been there since day one since we launched launched the podcast in march so i just kind of want to explain that a little bit and just say hey you know i still hear you we're still here here for you um i'm still going to continue to drop you know content for you at the end of the day um steven and i both so um i think until the season starts um only episodes that we're going to be dropping are cut up versions of the live broadcast but at the end of the day man we've had some cool guests we're going to continue to have really cool guests it's still going to be really good content it just won't be as intimate i guess because i'm while we're recording it we're performing it to a live audience of 75 people so it's it, you know i have to pay attention to them when we're recording but um it'll still be good content but once the season starts we're going to continue to drop uh, the live episode on here, but we're also Steven and I, you and I were just talking about before we started. Um, we're going to do like a little every week for the, during the Brown season, we'll do a post game reaction episode. That's like 30 or 40 minutes. And that'll be podcast exclusive. So that'll be, you know, we're not going to put, we're going to live stream that that'll just go straight to you listeners who are listening right now on Apple podcast, Spotify. And uh, so I think, I think that's a good idea, Steven, right? I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, because like you said, when we're live on Twitch, it's for all intents and purposes, it's a live television show. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's called a stream or a cast or whatever, but for all intents and purposes, it's a live television show. And everybody knows that it's different medium. It's a different kind of art form. So you have to approach it differently. And we talk about like we'll have graphics going on the screen. Yeah. And so we'll say something like, hey, look at that play. 
And then yeah. you guys as just audio listeners would be like, what the hell is he talking about? Right. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're going to do uh, uh, this audio only uh, reaction to the game, win or lose. Yes. Uh, every single week during the season, uh, just for you guys. Also, we also know that there are sound effects and other things that happen during the live Twitch podcast that don't really translate perfectly well to just an audio podcast so we just wanted to let you guys know that we still appreciate we appreciate you we, you know you're very important to us and some of you listen at work where you can't yeah. watch a, a, a replay because the replays are all available on the twitch stream but sometimes you're in a place you can't do that so right uh we wanted to make sure you guys know that uh, uh we still love you guys and appreciate the support and and we'll be here for you with brown's content uh just in a little different format yeah absolutely and, and at the end of the day even though the live streams, you know, that I drop on here, the recordings from the live streams at the end of the day, it's still good content because we've had really good guests and that'll never change. So, you know, uh, plus once the season starts, it'll be two episodes a week and one of them will be just for you podcast listeners. The reason Steve and I are even doing this intro right now for this, because we did a live stream on Wednesday uh, for the not same old Browns podcast. And we had some major technical issues. Uh, the beginning of the show, first 20 minutes were just hell. We finally figured it out. Um, and then we had another guest. We had a guest uh, in the second hour who was an awesome guest, uh, Brent Sobolewski, uh, NFL analyst for the Bleacher Report. Sadly, though, his audio was not great. He didn't have the greatest, uh, strongest connection to the inter his internet. So I had to cut that out of this, uh, of this episode completely for you guys. Um, however, in the first hour, we did sit down with Cameron Justice of News 5 Cleveland. Um, if you guys remember, she was on the show a uh, handful of episodes back. I had her on uh, after the draft. Um, she's great. So we're going to do we're going to we're going to roll into that with that interview with Cameron Justice, who's been all over Brown's training camp. And then uh, after that, we'll come back and we'll close out the show with you guys. But uh yeah, appreciate you guys listening, uh, tr truly, because if none of you listeners, if it wasn't for you listeners, I would have never been able to go over to the OBR. I would have never been able to uh, take the show over there, uh, help them launch this Twitch, and I definitely wouldn't have Steven as a co-host. So it, it's you guys I have to thank for that. And I just want to let you know I'm not forgetting about you at all. Uh, I'm very appreciative of every one of you. So um, with that, without further ado, though, let's get into Here's the interview with uh, Cameron Justice that Stephen and I did. And then uh, we'll catch you back after this uh, interview's over. It runs about a half hour. So we'll see you after that. She is. Hello. Hi. Welcome in, friend. Cameron Justice of News 5 Cleveland. Welcome in. How you how you been, friend? How, how are things? How are things? Things are busy. <laughs> yeah. All right. you know? I, I bet. Yeah, a little bit, it's right? A little... A dead period in July, isn't it? To actually have football to talk about, isn't it's it? It's crazy. I, you know, you don't, you don't realize how much you miss something until you don't have it anymore. Now that it's back, it's like, okay, football, let's go. That's ready, yes. ready for it to just keep rolling. And the regular season is quickly approaching. Yes. And I want to get the cliche question out of the way. I want to get it out of the way. You've been, you've been, you've been covering camp. So give us your, so far, your takeaways from training camp thus far for the Browns. Yeah. It's going to be super cliche. It's things yeah. you've already heard, but I mean, <laughs> Baker Let's get Mayfield it out of the way. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, for the for the most part, obviously he's had a couple struggles here and there, and that I think is a credit to the defense and how well they've been playing together. But throughout most of camp, Baker Mayfield has just been, you know, spot on, looking really, really good, looking accurate, throwing just 
lasers and darts to, you know, his receivers and, and getting everybody in the mix. There's been some interesting uh, matchups here that you've seen Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, finding new guys and incorporating some of them in with their reps. Um, and then, you know, you've got players like Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I've been telling you to watch out for. And now here we are in camp and everyone's watching out for him because he's just been explosive. He's always there. He's like a magnet to the ball. You know, once it comes out of the quarterbacks, it doesn't matter which quarterback is throwing. If it's Baker, Case Keenum, Kyle Oletta, if it doesn't matter who it is, if Donovan Peoples-Jones is a receiver, he'll catch that ball. It's insane how well he's been playing. And I think, you know, that size that he brings uh, to the receiving room is really, really important. And I think that he's going to be someone uh, you'll see a lot of in the regular season and you'll see a lot of big plays out of them if – you know, what we saw last season continues on and what we're seeing now in training camp uh, right. continues on into the regular season. And then um, Mac Wilson, very late on us. He's, he knows what he's got to do. He knows the. He I knows hear he's in good shape. Happen. I hear he's in the, I hear he came in in great shape. In great shape. He's made some really big plays. He had an interception uh, yesterday it was he's been impressive he's been really doing a great job at showing you know how hard he's worked this off season and he struggled last season and i think he knows it the team knows it the fans definitely know it uh and when you were coming into a training camp like this after your team just bolstered its defense uh and filled in and got a lot of new linebackers in that room You've got to come in and you've got to come in and show why you earn and you're going to deserve a spot on that roster because it's not fair game for anybody. It's going to be a very, very tough competition in that room. Uh, and I think that he's doing a great job so far of showing that he, he deserves a spot on the roster and he, he doesn't deserve to be cut. So we're early on into camp and there's a sure. lot more to see. Uh, but so far that's kind of the takeaways is everyone's really come to perform. There's not been one player that's been, you know, a wash yet. I don't think that anyone has been disappointing. I think everyone came with a mindset of, you know, we have to show what we've got and we're ready to take this to the next level as we approach the regular season. They're not satisfied having just gone to the playoffs and won one playoff game and I knowing like that. that they've got Kansas City on their schedule on week one. I think that's a lot of motivating. That's a big motivating factor for a lot of those players. So, it's interesting. Camp is it's early, but it's it's looking it is. really good. <laughs> oh, it, it, at least it's here because we've been in the doldrums for two months with with nothing to talk about. But now we're just clamoring to every little thing at camp. Uh, Steve, man, I'm sure you got something for camp. Yeah, it's amazing that uh, you know we all make fun of training camp videos for 11 months out of the year, but then <laughs> from the last week of July through the third week of August, I mean, you can show me a cell phone video from half a mile away of somebody making a block and I just go crazy. So we are all, <laughs> we are all guilty of, uh, of exactly that. As far as Mac Wilson, I mean, you're absolutely right. He has to feel the pressure. I mean, they made it very, very clear that, you know, uh, put up or, or shut up. It, it, this is his, his camp. If he doesn't show out in camp this year, his roster spot is not secure. Absolutely. I wanted to ask specifically, I know they haven't done a ton of special teams work, but that might be because he is very athletic even if he falls down the rotation in the linebacker room a little bit, his athleticism and his physicality, if he can show something in special teams, that might be a way he can hang on to his roster spot. Have you seen him in any uh, uh, special teams drills? And if so, any thoughts on how he's performed there? 
Um, I'm not sure specifically. I don't, I specifically don't remember seeing him there, but I do think that he's probably, they're taking a lot of players and putting them, a lot of players at Repsol special teams. Uh, there's a big rotation at return specialist and going through that. There's a lot of guys, uh, you know, and Mac Wilson will probably be one of them if he hasn't already been, like the Kadero Hodges, who are really, really helpful on special teams. And that's how they kind of earn their roster spot. So uh, an area that I have not focused on enough yet. So thank you for noting that. I will make sure that uh, on Friday I'm paying far more attention to the special teams unit as they're working. But uh, I, do, I do think that that's a, an area in which, yeah, he could definitely provide. And that's probably somewhere that he has been or plans to work through. Um, as, as he's trying to, you know, show his spot. Cause that's a, that's a big thing. And versatility is a really big thing with all of these players this year. And, and with this, with this coaching staff and the way the organization is going, you have to be able to do multiple things. And because, I mean, that's how you get your spot. And so Mac Wilson being a special teams guy too, I think is a, a, a big thing to look out for. And I will now do that on Friday. Okay. You. Cameron's, Cameron's writing down right now. Never talk to Steven again. Um, you got me on my, you, a, you, you, you that, called me out. You were like, you know what? You haven't been paying attention uh, to this unit and I'm going to make sure that everyone knows it. But take what he said to heart. Never listen to Steven Thomas again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You're, you're far from the first person to come to that conclusion in rapid fashion. Absolutely. Uh, I did want to follow up also on the other guy you talked about, DPJ. Everybody, if you're paying even just the remotest bit of attention, has seen his name and highlights of him everywhere because he's just been crushing it since day one pre-pads and even the last couple of two days a couple of days in pads he's been really killing it one question that i wanted to uh, ask you because you've been there and seen him in person that three four five wide receiver rotation dpj Kadero hodge who you mentioned of course everyone's fan favorite uh richard higgins they seem to be battling it out for how that uh part of the wide receiver room will fall out and i know that blocking will be a big part of that obviously everybody knows DPJ's physical gifts, his size, his speed, his hands, all that kind of stuff. We expect him to make that second year jump from the catching the ball part of the receiver position. Have you noticed anything uh, as far, and again, it's only been two padded practices. I get that, but have you noticed anything in the blocking area? Because I know that the old saying, no block, no rock goes really deep with this coaching staff as far as the wide receiver room. That's what they're working through. The coaches are definitely driving that point home. Blocking is a fundamental key if you're going to be on this team. Uh, and so we've only had you know two pad of practices, but through drills and things, yes, honing in on the importance of blocking has been a focus uh, here at training camp. Um, and then we'll see as the pad of practices go on just how much he stands out. Um, but a lot of the receivers, I mean, they, they, I mean, this is like a thing with the Browns offense. They know how important blocking is. And so that's kind of the mentality for all of them. So yes, it's been a focus and yes, they have been showing their value, but I don't think it's just Donovan people's. I think that he does have an advantage because of his size and his strength, his ability to, you know, push guys off and, and kind of own somebody on the defense and make sure, you know, that he's his blocking is is right up there but so in that regard with his body size and and what his athleticism is able to do i think that he probably stands out above the others um but it is not to say that he, he's valuing it any more than anybody else they're they all definitely know what their keys to being uh, a, a big factor on the browns offense and getting into those wide receiver three roles and, and making the roster because that's another room you know, we were just talking about the linebacker uh, room and this position battle there. Wide receiver, 
as much as we know that Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. are the guys, it's who comes after them and who's going to stay in that room. And you've got Donovan Peoples-Jones, and a huge case can be made for him. But Kaderil Hodge also last season came in very, very clutch for the Browns. And every single, every single catch was a first down for Kaderil Hodge. And then Rashard Higgins is Rashard Higgins, right? He's a fan favorite. He's got that undeniable chemistry with Baker Mayfield. And so you've got all of those guys, but then you've got guys added in and they're going to be fighting for a spot too, like Anthony Schwartz. He's one that probably special teams a little bit more, but you can't discount that massive amount of speed that he brings right. to the table. There's, there's assets across the board, and it's going to be very tough to narrow it down. But the three that you named and we talked about there, I think are are kind of really battling it in for, for the top spot and obviously more of a starting role than – than the other guys that'll fill in rotationally and with special teams. But yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones is overall, his blocking, his catching, his speed, his height, it's just everything, everything looks really good. So he's he's off to a great start if he wants to win that spot in the wide receiver three spot because he has not disappointed yet through camp. We're only a couple days in, but every single day you leave camp and he's that name that what stands out about camp, it's, it's DPJ every single day. <laughs> right. If you guys have uh, questions for Cameron, just pop them in the chat. You guys have been great with that every single night, every single show that we've been doing. And just one more thing on the wide receiver room. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts because we as fans have been, you know, discussing this to death as Browns fans tend to do. We talk everything to the minutest detail forever. Uh, the wide receiver room, it's a battle not only for this year, but for next year, because those those two big contracts in the wide receiver room that everybody has talked about over and over and over, it just I mean, we don't know, but it just doesn't seem logical that both of them will be back on that number next year. They could restructure, I guess. But so uh, earning a spot, the wide, re wide receiver three spot for this year, maybe the wide receiver two spot for next year. Uh, your thoughts on uh, moving forward uh, beyond this season in the wide receiver room? And I've said that um, when I'm talking about Donovan Peoples-Jones for the past, you know, couple months here, that I think that he is the future of that room. I think that he has the potential to when those contract decisions come up and you've got to make the hard calls of what you're going to do about Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. And I mean, Andrew Barry is a, a wizard <laughs> with contract structuring and, and working through that. So I wouldn't say it's, totally impossible i can never just say that because who right. knows what he's able to do but yeah i mean it's not likely with what the money that they should be making and and what they're probably going to want sure. it's not likely with everybody else they have to pay and all these extensions they have to hand out it's, it's just it's it's tough so you do have to see one of them go if not both or you know that's probably going to be the case and so you do look at the future and you wonder who's going to fill in that role, who's going to be the wide receiver one, wide receiver two. And I think Donovan Peoples-Jones has made a case for him being a wide receiver one in the future. And the more that he grows and the more he develops, there's no reason that he wouldn't be. And then, you know, you've got you've got the young guys with the rookies that they drafted. Um, and so that becomes almost like a, a conveyor belt of talent. If one goes out, the another one slides in there, and there's you've got we'll have seasons where they add more talent too, whether it's in free agency or they draft sure. uh, another wide receiver here or there, and just to keep that room strong. But I think it's very promising that you've got somebody already, 
and he's entering his second year and he had an impressive rookie season and his training camp ahead of year two has looked astonishing through the first couple <laughs> days with more with more time to go and you've got more padded practices you've got your orange and browns scrimmage at first energy stadium which will be a nice look to see them you know on the field not just the practice field that kind of gives it more of a real sure. feel to it uh, so that's coming up on sunday so that's even more you know promising things to look out for and, and we'll see and have a better understanding as we go on through training camp and get those looks at real but i don't want to call it not real life because what they're doing out there is still real i mean they're these catches are being made. It's actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it gives it more of a football feel and a regular season sure. feel. And then we've got preseason games. You know, they're back. And so once those come in, I think a lot of these position battles we're talking about and the futures of these rooms and these positions that we're questioning right now become a lot more clear as we are getting that information and we're seeing those, those you know, games and, and these practices that are more like a regular season situation than just some friends on the on the football on the practice football field throwing the ball around and just trying to make flashy catches and things like that. Absolutely. And actually you actually wrote a little piece today um about a player that I've wanted the Browns to acquire since the 2020 offseason and they did land him this year on a one-year deal that being Defensive end, edge rusher, Jadavion Clowney. Um, I've wanted him since 2020. I'm a big fan of what he can bring to the Browns. I'm a big fan of him playing on the other side of, of Miles Garrett. I'm a big fan of them possibly moving uh, a lot of snaps, moving Jadavion Clowney inside a little bit. I think he's going to bring a lot of versatility. Talk a little bit about that uh, article you dropped today on Jadavion. Yeah. What you he oh, go ahead. No, and what you've seen at camp, obviously, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he's so today he uh, he spoke and he talked about how he thinks this is his season, and that's what the kind of the article I wrote about was. Jadavion Clowney is ready to play and play hard, and he has been missing out on that. He talked today about the injuries that he's been dealing with since his rookie year, and and it has there's he's been riddled with injuries, and it's been unfortunate. He had a stretch there in 2016, 17 and 18, where it was just minor things here and there, nothing really stand out made uh, the pro bowl and then things like that, minor injuries that he still could play. But for the, like a lot of his career, it's been major injuries that require surgery that takes him out. And so he hasn't always in whatever situation he's been in on whatever team he's been in. It's never, it's not always been, uh, you know, a showcase of exactly how much talent he has. And with the Browns, they pursued him last year. They wanted him last year. Things didn't work out with his agent. He got a new agent. His agent forced him to come here and told him he need to visit with his team. And being here and he met the coaches and he saw exactly what this organization is about now. And I think it's easy as a player outside of Cleveland uh, before, you know, looking at Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry, and you're not sure what you're getting with them, and you're not sure because it's like the title of your podcast, not the same old Browns. Everyone <laughs> thinks it's the same old Browns. And so it's easy to hold that perception and not want to go somewhere and just kind of chalk it up and say, you know what, I'm not going to give them a time of day because I don't want to deal with that kind of situation. Sure. But an agent forcing him to come here and having him come here to talk and just visit with the Browns, that opened up his – desire to be in Cleveland. He really wanted to be here. He saw, you know, a game plan 
And we've seen that. We've seen Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry, Paul D. Podesta. They know what they're doing. They know what they want to do. They have a very, very, very tight, strict plan that they're following to a team and it's working out very well so far. Uh, everything seems, the word is alignment uh, with this organization. Um, they found this sense of alignment. So Jadavion Clowney saw that, appreciated it, and now he's here uh, in Cleveland. And he's ready now. He said he's as he's healthy. He's had one of the best off seasons working out and, you know, being getting ready for this season and getting ready to play with the Browns. And he's just, he's very excited about where his health is. And so he's having fun. He, he's ready to go out there and be explosive. And we've seen that through training camp. It's just, Absolutely. Camp. we're not there yet, but we've seen Woo! that he's on the other end of miles Garrett. The two of them are just quarterback nightmares they just raising they're so hell they just get theirs there they're the way they disrupt is just unbelievable and having the two of them paired together is going to be scary for every opposing offense Absolutely. every quarterback should be terrified because even and that's the, the argument about Jadavion Clowney is last season he played eight games he got injured uh, he played eight games and had no sacks. And that's uh, an unfortunate stat to have when you're a defensive end and you're, and you're trying to show that you are not like an elite defensive yeah. end and you're, and you're great on the line. And so when you have no sacks, that's like the worst stat you could have. And everyone's like, well, what are you? But even going into this season, I do think that he's going to have a better season. Should he stay healthy? And that's the key for everybody here on this. Should the Browns stay healthy and things translate from paper onto the field the way that we know that they should? For Jadavion Clowney specifically, I think you'll see that translate into more than zero sacks for sure. But even then, even in the regular season when fans are watching him, I think that it's something to note that if he's not getting eight, nine, ten sacks in a season, that's not the end of the world. Because you need to also look at the way that he's getting in and disrupting the quarterback. Because you've got Miles Garrett on the other side of him, so maybe Miles is getting those sacks. Maybe the defensive, the the, the defensive tackles are getting in there. Maybe the linebackers are getting, like we've got all of this. Yeah, today at training camp specifically, Sione uh, Taki Taki was all over it. So, <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got all of this potential, and you've got all of these guys who can step up. So if you're disrupting the quarterback and you're making your presence known and you're caving in that offensive line and allowing other defensive players to get in there and either force them to throw the ball out or getting in and actually sacking the court. That's what you've got to look at. Sure. So as we're going into the regular season, I'm not holding sacks as a, you know, the end all be all no. for him. I think what you'll need to look at is the way that he's able to disrupt the quarterback uh, and things like that. And then the way that his presence helps miles Garrett and helps the other defensive linemen and other uh, defensive players get in there and do the same thing and, and do their job. But so far, it looks like it's going to be a very big challenge for opposing offenses dealing with <laughs> two of them, Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney together. I think it's it, it it can do some damage. It can do some damage, and it's going to be really really tough for the opposition to to plan against or hold their own against. And we it, haven't even brought up the name Tack McKinley. Yeah. We haven't even brought him up. And and apparently until he, he's been, you know, had a stomach bug apparently for a few days. And before that, coaches were raving about him. So I love that you said, first of all, let me just say this. Preach, Cammy. Thank you. Because we've been saying this forever. It's a saying in the draft uh, uh, cycle community. And I've been trying to preach it here, too. 
disruption is production. Okay. And that's a, a lot of people miss that with, even with Miles Garrett, there are people saying, Oh, why doesn't he do this more? Why doesn't he do that more? Well, if you watch the games and pay attention, the other, uh, the opposing offense game plans around him, every single play, it, it, it's just it, the quick throws, all that's it's because of 95 out there. And just because he's not getting 25 sacks every season and breaking his own, you know, breaking Strahan's record and then breaking his own record doesn't mean he's not messing up the opposing offense. And now that there's two, Absolutely. Of them, if you count tack three, and then you throw in Malik Jackson coming from the middle and Tommy Togiai's promise and all that other stuff. Even if the, all they do is just push the middle Love of the it when you talk back, dirty, Steven. Quarterbacks have nowhere to go anymore. They can't, you know, I mean, it's got to be absolutely terrifying. And then you throw on top of that that they have the coverage unit finally to cover those quick three and five yard outs that where they get the ball out before Miles can get to them. So I'm so happy that you said that because disruption is definitely production because Man, I especially Joe Burrow, I feel real bad for him because you drop back and, and you Miles Garrett is breathing down your neck and your instinct is, okay, I'm going to run this way. And then you turn and there's Jadevian Clowney right here. I mean, that's, that's like in a movie, waking up in a cold sweat with the, you know, the top sheet and a knot around your neck. So I am so happy that you said that. This defense, the improvement in this defense is going to be scary if it translates from, like you said, from paper to the field. So you get me. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not as bad as when I, the first question, right? I did. I've recovered. You've redeemed from yourself. That. You, we've come back and now we're on good terms again, Stephen. It's Thank good. You. It's great. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Excellent. Um, quick thing, a couple things we talked about um, uh, before you came on the air, which was, I, I hope you weren't watching, um, but uh, you were talking about how they forced Jadevian Clowney to come here. And after he met the coaching staff, he totally changed uh, his tune about coming to Cleveland. And we were talking about people have been asking us, why are the walkthroughs in, in bare feet and why are they in their sandals and everything? And the answer that came out today just proved exactly what you said. Kevin Stefanski plans every single second with a purpose. There's a specific reason because if they're in cleats, then the athlete in them comes out and they want to go fast and they want to compete. So that's why he does that. So that attention to detail is probably what you were talking about when you said uh, Clowney changed his tune when he met uh, Stefanski and everybody else face to face. That is, I mean, that was my favorite. It was such a small question and, oh. you know, probably doesn't seem like that important. It's like, what are they talking about shoes? But it's so, because we've been looking at it. We've been watching them. They're out there in their socks. It's weird. Barefoot, <laughs> and, you know, like, what, are you, what are these guys doing out here? What's going on? And it's, they're not in cleats because he wants it to be real walkthroughs. Walk no, don't speed it up. Walk through everything. Pay attention to every minute detail. He wants it to be perfection when they're doing that so that once they're in full speed ahead practices, then they've taken all of what they've gone through and they don't have to go over it again. They don't have to slow it down. They can go full speed and they've gone and they've broken down all of the little techniques and all of the things that they need to tweak about what they're doing. And it's just good to go for the rest of practice. And it's, it's so strange because it's, it's, it's competence is the best word to describe it. And it sounds mean oh. to other people, but like, it's insane that we are we're so enthralled by just right. <laughs> competence and just attention to detail and a plan. And it's so different here in Cleveland. And it's so great to have that because then you can focus on everything else. And you right. can, that like he said, like Kevin Stefanski has said throughout training camp uh, about where they're at and obviously last year was the installation of his offense and the schemes and everything that they're throwing uh to their players and having them learn 
And now we're in year two, which is something unheard of in Cleveland with the almost entire roster back intact outside of the defense that was bolstered. But you've got your same offensive guys. You've got the entire coaching staff. Everything is the same. And it's just you're able to build on what you had the year before. And the year before got you a playoff win. And so then then the expectations, um, unfortunately, are high. <laughs> you never you, you never want that, you know, going into it, the, the, especially in Cleveland. Everyone knows Cleveland across all sports. Everyone plays better with a chip on their shoulder. That's the underdog Cleveland mentality. We love Cleveland versus the world. Cleveland yeah. versus the world. But we don't have that luxury now because <laughs> they showed what they're able to do. And if anything, nothing else, they've gotten tenfold better with all of the additions they had on paper, this roster is filled to the brim with talent. And I do not envy the job of Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry when it comes down to roster cuts, because there are going to be a lot of tough choices. And I think there's going to be some names on there that fans are going to be shocked because they might've played well, might've been a big part of this team and you know have a lot of promise but there's just so much talent that you can't keep everybody and i think it's going to be very very interesting to see some of these names that don't make it because there's just too much talent which is a great problem to have <laughs> i will take it <laughs> but a tough decision to make in the in the long run so i don't envy them for having to do that no rich it's... people problems for yeah sure. we're, we're <laughs> going to be cutting or hopefully trading for some kind of return a lot of guys who are going to take meaningful snaps somewhere else in this league and that's yeah you know our friend our a friend of our show jeff lloyd uh uh from locked on browns we laugh because as recently as three or four years ago it's such a change because we'd be going into waiver wire week at the end of camp thinking okay we need to find a starting right guard <laughs> and, and a second wide receiver and they need to start in four days and then we'll be okay and now, like you said, we're we're cutting guys that are going to play someplace else. It, it's weird, and, but it's fantastic. It's it is, and we're going to have to not just this off season. Hopefully, the next five off seasons, or you know, we're, we're going to have to do that at the end of camp. So, oh man, fingers crossed. I know. I'll, I, I I'm greedy. I want I want a five year window. I want five, at least five. <laughs> The way Italy. these contracts are set, I mean, they, you are they're they're doing what they can to make that happen. You expect yes. Nick Chubb, you've got Kareem Hunt with them for a couple years. They're there too, 2024. You've got Miles Garrett there. You locked him down before. Now you've got Baker Mayfield's extension coming up. That's probably going to get done here relatively soon. Um, and then you've got the contract extension on the table for Denzel Ward. Uh, we're still working through. And then there's the question of Wyatt Teller. And there's just so many... And they're and they're working through these things and they're trying to lock this up as tight as possible and keep as many of that core as they can because you can't keep everybody and that's a thing but they are very confident in that core and they've they've expressed that and they've shown that so and they've done a, an incredible job of focusing on keeping them intact and keeping them through so you do have that five year maybe more window of please complete success and you know, rep repeat in the playoffs and again fingers crossed the goal that every team goes into the season with the super bowl and that's a reality here in cleveland is a super bowl expectation is on the table it's here in cleveland and we've gotten there after all of these gonna make steven and i faint <laughs> I, I, I feel like I died. I died last year, and this is all a dream. It's clearly I'm I clearly faint, dead. I fainted. No Steve almost had a stroke. This is oh man, Cameron, Cameron. Uh, before we let you go, what's uh, 
well, first of all, thanks for coming on with us. I really, we really, really appreciate you. Uh, and number two, what, uh, what do you, any plugs, anything you got coming up here soon, uh, that you're going to be covering and all that good stuff. One more training camp, obviously. Uh, yes. and then some things that are not, I don't have a name for it yet, but we've got some things in the works. A project right. that people should keep their eye out for. I think it's going to be a really fun thing. Uh, we've got our first piece in the works right now. We got that going down, but it's a, it's a big project that I'm working on. All uh, right. And we're just going to. Finger, again, I keep crossing my fingers. Just hopeful. <laughs> I hopeful feel you. The entire season, but yeah, we're. I'm hoping that 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 ball gets rolling here soon, and I can re and release some of that those early stages of this ongoing uh, little series that I've got planned for for all of you guys. So just keep your eye out for that. And obviously, I'm gonna do a better job here at training camp, making sure I'm covering all sure. of the units. So I gotta go to my special teams guys next and make sure that I uh, am prepared to discuss them the next time. You got me. So that's what I'll be doing. Uh, I'll, I'll be making my rounds. And there will be a next time. You're welcome. You you know that. You're welcome on here anytime. And hopefully we can catch up uh, once the season starts. Have you on a, another show. And uh, um, enjoy this season, Cam. You do great work. Uh, love following you on Twitter. Love following your work. Thanks again for joining us. You rock. No, thank you guys. Great to be on. And just you say the word and I'm here. You got it. We'll do. I'm yeah. going to take you up on that offer. <laughs> Don't listen Bye, to Steven, though. Don't forget that. No, oh, honestly, you know, I listen, will, I Steven. I will be here next time. <laughs> we'll work that out. We'll, okay. I'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. All right, Cammy. Appreciate you, friend. Thank you so Bye, much. Guys. Later, Cam. All right, guys. We are back. Holy smokes, man. Is it? Isn't Cameron Justice the absolute best? How good is she? Holy Great smoke. interview. Great interview. She's so much fun. And uh, the fact that she immediately started giving me crap. Oh! Uh, anybody was... who does that I, I immediately becomes my friend. Because uh, <laughs> life is too important to be taken seriously. And I think, uh, I think Cameron figure, has figured that out at a <laughs> very young age. Good for her, man. She was, yeah. She does a great job, too. Her oh, gosh. insight was, uh, I mean, we were simpatico on a lot of things, which made me feel good. Yeah, Cameron's great. Uh, she's extremely talented person. She's an Emmy-nominated journalist. Uh, very uh, Emmy-nominated, and she's young. You know, she she's you know she's younger than me for sure. Yeah, she's yeah. younger than I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I've never I've never asked her, her age, but uh, I want to say she graduated college in like six, seven, eight years ago, something like that. You can go down a discussion about a woman's age, but yeah. I am smart and experienced. Yeah, I'm not. But I'm just go by yourself. Well, I'm just I'm saying, it, I know, I feel you, but I <laughs> really, I'm just trying to say is how awesome her career has gotten off to. I mean, as young as she is and, and uh, you know, new, new, you know, I don't want to say she's new, but the fact that she's had an Emmy nomination this early in her career is, speaks volumes. Um, great at her job. Very yeah, good. She's very talented and uh, just an overall great human being. So it's glad we got to sit down with her. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, like we said in the beginning of our intro, you know, once we get uh, the season starts, Stephen and I will do, um, we, we, we will record a Browns post-game reaction, you know, 30, 40 minutes tops, but it will be good content. Maybe we'll have a guest, you know, maybe we'll have like Lane Atkins on for some of that. Uh, stuff like that and but just to give us a, a post-game show uh, that's exclusive to you podcast listeners and uh, and also you'll get the two-hour show live show on podcast platforms as well so it'll be two shows a week once the season starts and um, as I said in the intro too I, I truly appreciate you guys um, a lot of cool things are happening 
for myself, uh, for Steven and the show. And, um, you know, none of that would have been possible without you guys, your guys' supports and listens. And, and uh, it, it means the world to me. So I just want you guys to know that I appreciate you. Uh, well, th- dude, thanks for uh, hopping on with me, Steve, to uh, kind of bookend this, <laughs> the tech issues that we had, and we'll be able to, uh, to uh, present a n- nice little episode for everyone. Yeah, not a problem. And like Andy said, we've got, uh, we don't want to reveal anything because life happens and you never, nothing's written in stone, but we've got, uh, dare I say it, some pretty freaking cool uh, guests lined up for this coming week on the Twitter. I'm, I'm excited. Yes. So it's, um, I, and you know, I was excited for Cameron. I was excited for Sobo. I was, you know, I mean, we've got great guests. Plus at, uh, we should say this too. Every night we will have the, the OBR team. That's the front oh, yeah. center of our of our shows because Fred and Brad and you know Lane who should be back sometime relatively shortly and Cody and yep. Jake and we've got I think the best team in Cleveland uh, covering this football team and they will I don't want anyone to think this is going to be you know just out just guests all the time we got some great guests and it's going to be fun sure but man the OBR team is going to be the tip of the spear. Yeah, and if you guys haven't uh, checked out the OBR Twitch channel yet, uh, if you're unfamiliar with Twitch, you know it, it's it's the largest live streaming platform in the world. We launched the channel on July 26th, and holy smokes, guys, it is off to a rocking start. Um, we're gonna be live, you know, as of right now, the OBR is live on Twitch for four or five days a week right now. Um, once the season starts, it's gonna be wall to wall, seven days a week coverage. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Steven and I are going to be on, I mean, we're going to be on cam streaming and casting geez, five, at least five days a week, maybe six. Um, so it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. We're going to, we're going to do a lot of things. So if you guys haven't checked the OBR Twitch out yet, that link will be in the description of this episode. Just, uh, it'll be under the OBR Twitch. You'll see it. Click on that, create a Twitch account. If you haven't already, then follow the OBR. If you've already have a Twitch account, just click that link and it'll take you right to it and follow the OBR and have notifications on so you know when we're live. But as of right now, pretty much all shows start at seven o'clock Eastern, and that's how it's going to be once the season starts for Monday through Friday for sure. Um, but a uh, lot of lots of fun stuff in store for the Twitch guys. Definitely, if you have not yet, check out the OBR Twitch channel. Give us a follow. Turn those notifications on, and uh, it's going to be a fun season, Steve absolutely absolutely and you know if you go uh there's an easy way if you have amazon prime to subscribe for free so go to the obr website there's an article explaining step by step by step how to do it costs you nothing if you already have amazon prime it's not an extra dime you're just taking five dollars of jeff bezos's money and giving it to us instead and we like that absolutely and i tell you what i'll (laughs) even put that i'll put that article in the description as well guys it's an article on how you do if you have amazon prime you can create what's known as twitch prime and when you have twitch prime you can get once a month you can give a channel of your liking on twitch in this case i'm sure you'd want to give it to the obr you can give them a free twitch subscription and that revenue goes to us even though it's free for you so it's a great deal so um but all that information will be in the links in the description steven thanks for joining me for uh hooking up with me to make this happen so we could get this episode dropped and uh as you listeners as always you know appreciate you if you're listening on apple podcast and you're enjoying the show leave it a five-star review it definitely helps and uh we'll see you on the next episode guys go browns baby hoo, hoo, hoo.